He likes putting his foot in his mouth a lot. There was a time that, G, that Peter actually, you know, people know about him a lot, but they don't know much about me. But if you remember, you know, Peter said so much one time that Jesus called him Satan and told him to get behind him. I don't think I'd like that very much. I'm one of those guys that you probably won't hear about much. And the story that I want to tell you is how Jesus changed my life. And I think how Jesus can change yours. It's a long time ago, I was called with the rest of the disciples. I was minding my own business. And lo and behold, Jesus tapped on my life and said, come and follow me. He did that with a lot of people, though. I mean, if you look at our ragtag group of people, I don't think that they would be the ones that anybody would want to choose to do his work. I mean, come on, does anybody really like a tax collector? I mean, Matthew, really? I mean, we still didn't like the guy sometimes when we were hanging out. We'd always be like, dude, are you going to collect our taxes today? Yeah, you know how much we owe. You're around us enough. Are you going to really take them today? And, you know, he's like, ha, 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 funny, guys. But then there was another guy, you know, it's pretty amazing. Jesus called Judas. Now, Judas, I mean, goodness gracious, who would have ever thought he would be a part of our disciples and what would take place with him? And we'll get back to that in a moment. You know, it's pretty amazing, (laughs) the group that he called. There's this one guy, John. I don't know what was wrong with him. He thought that Jesus loved him more than everybody else. It's even written in the the, the letter he wrote to everybody, his gospel, if you read it sometime. He said, John, whom whom Jesus loved the most. You think he's a little conceited? I don't know, but we'll just kind of move on there. I'm not trying to poke fun at any of them. I'm just letting you know who I am because you don't ever hear about me. I don't speak up much. I don't have much to do with the gospel except for one story, and you'll find it in Luke. If you want to look it up sometime, I'm going to share what took place. But I'm going to share something that took place before that. You see, before that, this thing that's up here, this cross that maybe some of you have around your neck this morning, maybe some of you think is beautiful, but that day that we saw our Savior beaten and bruised and died for us that was a tough day i mean peter being the person he is before that in the garden he actually wanted to take arms and actually fight for jesus and jesus's life he grabbed a sword and actually cut off the guard's ear i mean it's kind of nasty that thing was floating and flying around on the ground and then Jesus picked that thing. I mean, why would you pick up an ear? Nasty. But Jesus picked this thing up and he put it on the guard's head and it was healed. You know, Jesus didn't fight. It, he ta- it talks in Scripture, it says the Messiah could have called angels and armies to protect him. And we actually thought that's what he was going to do. And in fact, throughout this whole thing, we were waiting for Jesus to call the ones that would come and save him. God who would come down and rain down judgment and all the things that would come with that. And here Jesus is standing before Pilate. And now, folks, let me tell you something. Pilate was not a good guy. Yes, he had to do something, and he tried to, uh, to keep Jesus from going to the cross or Jesus from going to his death. 
but he gave everybody a murderer named Barabbas. I just kind of wonder what might have been going on through that crowd as they called for Barabbas. Could you imagine? And then when the day came for this great time that we would not know what was going to take place, Jesus was beaten. And I looked upon the cross when he was placed up there. I didn't even recognize my friend. I didn't even know it was him. Because I couldn't bear to see what was going on with his face. I mean, here it is, my Savior, my teacher, my friend, is hanging on a cross for me. I didn't know it at the time, though. I thought all was lost. And in fact, we saw him die, we saw, and we felt the earthquake. We thought that surely this is it. Something's going to take place, but nothing did. And there was silence. All of the people around, all of his friends, everyone deserted, even me. And then Mary and a few other women went to the tomb that next morning, three days later. They actually went to the tomb and rolled and, and, and found that the stone was rolled back. They looked inside and somebody had stolen our Savior. Somebody had stolen our teacher. Can you imagine? What if you went to your graveside and looked down and your grandmother was taken out and removed? I know the graves are different for you guys, but could you imagine someone moving your, your grandmother or moving your mother or moving someone that's, that's dear to you? They, they had taken our Savior out of the tomb. He's gone. And we, we knew all was lost. Not only were, was hope gone, but we were humiliated now because he was gone. But see, the problem was is we didn't listen to the ladies who shared with us what was going on. They were, they were the leaders of the group right then because we were, we were too stubborn to see. I mean, Peter ran into the tomb after they told him what had going on, was going on. But me, I was already gone. I was walking down the road with my other friend and we were on this road and we were looking for a new life. And what happened on that road changed my life forever. You see, when I was on that road, a stranger approached me. I didn't know who he was. He just started talking. He started sharing what, and he questioned what was going on with us. He says, he says, why are you walking with such long faces? And I mean, truthfully, we were walking, I mean, have you ever felt the way that, that we did? I mean, I don't know, where you've had such a bad day. I, that we were walking, and, and I, I won't even use this thing, I was just kind of, walking along and here comes the savior we didn't know it at the time the stranger came and started asking us questions and we started telling him about who we thought jesus was and we said that everything was going great but then he died and we we said both of us together we hoped that he would have been the savior of the world we hoped that he was going to be the one to redeem us we had hoped but our hope was gone.
But then there was something very familiar about this stranger. There was something very familiar about him. So we invited him. We invited him to dinner. When he got into the house, he started breaking bread. He started sharing with us what was going on, and we realized that we were in the midst of our Savior once again. And then our, the other disciples came in, and they rejoiced, and we realized that we were actually eating and dining with Jesus the Christ who is risen. And all of us proclaimed, as you proclaimed this morning, that He is risen, He is risen indeed. And it was a powerful, powerful moment in our lives. My life was changed Peter's life was changed. We all started following Christ, even to our very end. My brothers all went to the grave. All went to the grave by sharing the gospel. Some went to an island and probably would have rather have died than to live in the, the suffering they went through. However, I don't just want to talk about the resurrection. I want to talk about what took place on that road. You see, that moment that we were walking with that stranger, something changed in my heart. And I realized that I was walking with someone who was familiar. Someone that was teaching me to be who I needed to be, who was asking me questions to get me to remember who I needed to be in Christ. And I realized that Jesus had done what he said he had done, and this stranger was reminding me of who Jesus was. You see, our Savior can meet you on the road that you walk. There are people I know in this world now as I look around and I know you see people that are lost, that maybe are hopeless like we were. Maybe their life was turned upside down. Maybe they see that, you know, that their road has, has been found with many obstacles, many bumps, many bruises. Maybe they look out and they see that there is no hope left, but Christ will meet them on the road. Christ can meet you on your road. Christ can meet you on your road because there's no place He cannot go. There's no place that our resurrected Savior is being kept from. And we didn't know this at the time, but the stranger walked with us. So if you're someone that needs hope, if you're someone that's been looking for it, if, if maybe hope has been all but lost, maybe you can look right next to you this morning and see your stranger is right next to you because Jesus is here with you this morning. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is walking with you on this road this very moment. He's trying to ask the questions to get you to remember who you are. And whose you are. Because our God loves us that much. That he will go, all, go through all things for us. You see, our God loves us to where he would take me. Someone that I was only mentioned once for this one story. One place in the Bible. 
And yet, it's a story that shares even what we should do with our lives after we meet Jesus. We should meet Jesus and then follow Christ with all of our passion because He is risen. And you see, He doesn't just... It, it, it doesn't mean that he rose and he just rose once. It means he has stayed risen now and forever. He will never die. Death was arrested. Death was thrown down. Death was thrown into hell where all the other things are that are evil. Death is gone because death was overcome by our Christ. He is risen. He is risen indeed. It's amazing. It's amazing because I see it happen all the time. Even today when people meet the resurrected Savior, maybe it starts out as this time of stranger where someone comes alongside them and says, Hey, look, don't you know who you are? Don't you remember who Jesus is? And then all of a sudden they realize that, yes, I do. And they start to see that Jesus is with them always on the road in life. And he'll dine with you. He'll eat. He'll drink with you. He'll celebrate with you in life. I saw this time this other, the other day when I met someone and they were asking me a question and I realized that they had met Jesus. It seems like such a small moment and such a small thing nowadays, but I saw this guy, I was talking with him, and I, he asked me the question. He says, he says, look, he says, I need to know what, I, I know who Jesus is. I, I want to worship God. How do I do this when the people around me that I, where I'm working at don't want me to have Sundays off? This seems like such a small thing. But when we know who Jesus is, we're going to do whatever it takes to worship him. Amen. And so we talked a little bit about what it meant to do, what, we needed, what he needed to do, and how he needed to approach things, and how he needed to talk, and what he, and what he needed to do. And, and I was amazed as I was standing in a moment of holiness because I realized that this young person wanted to be with Jesus so much that he was willing to go to people and let them know that, that he was not wanting to work on days where he needed to worship. That's a holy moment. That's where Jesus, the resurrected Savior, has showed up in someone's life. And you realize it. Amen? Where is your moment going to be now that you've met Jesus? How are you going to share the good news of Jesus with the world? Where is it going to take you? How are you going to lead? And how are you going to follow that's the question of today. It's not about just He is risen, but where are you going to take the Savior with you? How are you going to follow Him and where are you going to lead others to know Him as their Savior? Because you could be that stranger on the road for someone to lead them to Christ. So go and lead this morning. Go and follow and lead in Christ's name and let people know about the resurrected Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to receive communion. And as a reminder of the, in the story, our Savior...